This is a South Pacific EO production. Welcome to episode 60 of the EO Business Podcast for Asia Pacific. I'm Brendan Tarazzi, the host of the show, and today I'm with Cohen Grogan from Yappy. Good morning. Good morning. Great to be here. Yeah, great to have you on the show. Now, um, you're based over in Perth and run a business called Yappy. What what does Yappy do? Yeah, so I started the company um, eight and a half years ago to try and solve return on investment in social media. Um, the business has evolved quite a lot over the years and essentially what we're doing now is using um, big data and social intelligence um, with a full service approach to profitably scale e-commerce businesses. And we've also got a B2B play um, where we're actually influencing decision makers of larger companies um, to win large contracts. Oh, okay. That's, well, yeah. well that, that sounds really interesting. What does that entail? Yeah, well, um, essentially what we do is we profile um, key decision makers and um, we figure out the types of communication that they would um, most likely, uh, most likely, I guess, respond to or respond to. Yeah. And then um, we create a lot of micro content, figure out over time, um, yeah, exactly the kinds of communication that resonate with them to mitigate um, any weaknesses and amplify strengths of an organization in front of all of the right people. Mm. So so what yeah. what sort of I'm I'm thinking that businesses that would jump onto that they're not like a $1000 contracts they're probably No, we yeah, the, the um the there's one company um in in more recent times we've we've helped win over a quarter of a billion dollars worth of contracts for. Oh, wow. That's so, huge. Yeah, we're kind of like we're playing in the space where where either they're either tier ones, but our sweet spot is more tier twos, yeah. um, or, or even tier threes that want to become a tier one. That's so kind of our sweet spot. Can you explain to us what tier one, two, tier two, and tier three actually mean, just for just for the purposes yeah. of letting the listeners understand? Sure. So your tier ones, you know, they're turning over billions of dollars a year. Um, tier twos are more, you know, in the hundreds of millions. And then your tier threes are doing anywhere from 20 to 50, maybe to 100. Yeah. Um, and they're in different industry verticals as well. Um, so, so one of the main main ones we play in is construction. Um, but there's a whole heap of other ones that we play in as well. Mm. Uh, recruitment, IT, a whole heap of them. So, yeah, we've basically uncovered this um, huge market vertical that's um, all of the IP that we've developed over the last eight and a half years and through the PhD um, study work that I did as, as a research assistant many years back, um, we've found a way that we can now use that um, in a really unique way to us. Um, and we're in a fortunate position because we've got a lot of really great partnerships that give us a level up above everyone else. Um, and we've got the expertise to know how to create the exact right types of content and things as well. Mm. So, yeah, it's been a fascinating journey. I certainly never thought that that's the direction that we'd head uh, when I started the company, that's for sure, but it's an exciting one. This is sound, sounding like some magical fairy dust that you can yeah, <laughs> you can sprinkle out and, uh, you know, before you know it, these companies have won contracts. It's, it's almost like 
Do, do the people buying understand what's happening to them, or they, do they just c- keep seeing X Y Z company pop up with um, relevant yeah. content and go, it's "Gee, they they seem like a good partner." Yeah. Well, look, one thing that we uh, will never do is um, is put anything false in front of people. So, what? Look, I'll give you a prime example. Like, um, a company might have just won a contract, and it's a significant contract, and therefore. Um, another company who's putting out to tender or um, is putting a contract out to market, they might not, um, the, the, the perception in the market might be that they don't have the capacity to actually take that business on, um, which may not be correct, but that's the market perception. So um, we need to shift that perception with, with relevant facts and information in a way that aligns with that key decision maker. Because some people are very analytical, they need facts and figures. Other people need stories, like, um, and that's kind of the crux of the company. Like our purpose, in one word, is matter, and um, as a sentence, it's matter to the people who matter. Mm. So we're essentially using um, using data to find the exact right people that we should be communicating to, and then also um, using feedback loops and, and learning how to communicate in the exact right way for those people. And that works across business to consumer. Um, we've got, but we're all um, that we can use our IP and, and skills across um, unique verticals that we didn't think to explore prior to the last couple of years. We've only started carving this out uh, in the last two years. So, oh right. And so, what's um, what's the yeah. what's the reaction from the marketplace and your clients? Yeah, it's been really good. Um, there's one there's one story from a gent um, who's like one of the main business development managers at at a, at a company. It's all confidential, of course. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I go into his office. He shuts the door. We're both sitting down, and um, he's like, "It fucking works." And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like awesome. Can mate. I like, can I know. get that as a yeah. testimonial? Because that would be <laughs> yeah. great to have on the website. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I, was, I, I knew that it worked because we'd spent a lot of time and effort, and um, there's been a it's been a big journey to get to this point. Um, and yeah, I said, what what was it that made you you know feel like it worked? And he said, the last meeting that we had, um, a lot of the decision makers in the room were throwing out facts and statistics and figures, and there was no <laughs> other way that they'd know any of that shit except through what you guys were doing. And I was like, that is fucking gold. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting as well because um, and COVID's kind of amplified this, but getting, getting people together, um, getting people in a group um, where you can interact with them and understand everyone, you would know this in sitting in a Zoom meeting. You know, like it's very hard to gauge individuals because you're focused on, one little screen while someone's talking and not necessarily the peripheral mm. um, or the people that you really want to focus on. So um, sometimes these decision makers don't rock up to meetings and they're important meetings for the client. Um, and it doesn't necessarily matter because we're getting the right stuff in front of them anyway. In fact, we were doing this stuff over periods where all of their um, all of the clients' competitors literally would have been asleep um, from too much Christmas pudding, mm. uh, too, too many too many beverages. So, 
Um, it's it's really fascinating what we've carved out, and I'm super super excited about it. It's a massive opportunity. Is it is it mainly delivered digitally this information, or do you do you cross to I don't know like direct mail and or is it more yeah. subtle than that? It's more subtle than that. It's um, predominantly all digital, um, yeah. and you know we can get in front of. Um, people two out of every three minutes they spend on a mobile device in a subtle way is is it link is it linkedin or is linkedin part of important part of this it can play a part in it for sure um but we're cross-platform social is the main the main driving force behind it um and then we've been fortunate to carve out a lot of third-party data partnerships and things that other companies don't have um it's not Cambridge Analytica. It's it's very much um, you know above board. Um, is this the reverse IP thing where you know if somebody's been on your website, you can actually work out if they've got their IP registered. Um, you can work out where that company. You know, you can't work out the actual person, but you can work out potentially the company in the suburb that. There's um, there's a level of um, anonymity to it. We have to. Um, pull people within audiences of sizes of, you know, like two, three hundred people to adhere to privacy policy. So we've mm. had to do a lot of work to to make sure that that's all um, tickety-boo. Mm. Um, and you're looking for indicators through that um, as as you actually are running the um, running the targeting and running the, mm. the campaigns with these individuals. And, and so how do you charge a customer on that? You, is it like a monthly access fee or a per, per? Yeah, we usually have um, like there's an always on approach to it, um, and then when a when a tender or a contract comes up for expression of interest, um, we'll engage in a very granular approach, and um, yeah, generally like we're confident in what we do, so we end up putting skin in the game and take a small fee, but our, our um, real upside comes through success in them actually winning. Our customers must must love that. They do, yeah. Because it's, it's you, you, you know, you're, you're putting your money uh, where your mouth yeah. is, so. Yeah, 100%. And, look, if we don't win, we lose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, totally. Um, yeah, but, but losing money. So. But you're, you're highly incentivized to make sure you do whatever you can to win. That's exactly right. Yeah, isn't there an argument that customers could potentially say, "Oh, we would have won that anyway"? There is, um, because particularly with attended contract, they are quite binary. Mm. Um, they are yes or no. So another other markets we're looking at are more financial markets and different things. Um, they can they can say that, but at the same time. There's plenty of indicators throughout the process that prove that what we were doing had an impact. Yeah. And quite often, um, you know, a lot of these things can can come down to price. Um, mm. So we could have done everything possible to align them in the right way, and they've um, priced themselves out of the deal anyway. So it's it's very much a situation where, um, you know, we're we're just as much. Um, up for a loss as well if they don't do mm. their parts right too. So, but you don't get involved with actually writing the tenders for them. You're just a, you're part of the support team to 
Well, the success not, team, I guess it is, really, isn't success it? Success team, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not, not at this stage. Um, it's something that we may look, look to in the future um, because over time we'll collect a lot of data as to exactly what works, mm. um, and that's going to be very, very useful data. So, so how successful have you been? Have you got a, a number that you can share with us, like out of, you know, X amount of projects you've taken on, how often do you win? Yeah, so far, uh, it'd be around 80%. Oh, it's pretty that's a very high <laughs> success rate, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Is, is that on like a, a small sample size or? Yeah, got- it's, not a, it's not a huge sample size um, mm. because you've got to understand as well, like over the last couple of years, we've had to um, do a lot, of, a lot of research and development and actually start to commercialise this, um, mm. this concept. So, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, we, it's not a huge sample size, but mm. it's um, yeah. I mean, it's it's big enough to prove the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, how do you find customers that are wanting to? Do they find you, or do you find them? It's a good question. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we've started we've started a referral partner program is one way that we go about it. Mm. And what we're actually working through now is actually um, using our own expertise. To we, we call you it use, your, use your own product to attract <laughs> them in the first place, wouldn't you? Correct. That's... <laughs> yeah, that's what we're starting to look at doing. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah it, the product um, or the offering is called KD, KDM Advantage for Key Decision Maker Advantage. Yeah. And essentially, um, yeah, we're, we're going to be out there KDMing our ideal customers um, yeah. to get them on board over time. Because I, I guess the other issue is well well first of all i guess you're you'd be global you you're not limited by geography that's exactly right but yeah. i'd imagine that if you're in one say you're in a const, you're in construction in perth the you really only can have one customer in a certain tier can't you well that's where it gets interesting because um, every company has its own strengths and weaknesses and and they've got their own experience as well. Mm. So um, all we can do is align those in the best way possible with an organisation. Um, I think there would potentially absolutely be a conflict if they were both on the same contracts. Yeah. So in that case, the always-on approach would be fine with both of them, but whoever came to us first and said, hey, we, we want to be on this, um, would be the one that we'd say we'd have to say yes to and mm. then we'd have to say no to the other one. So, yeah, um, we, ha- we haven't had that um, occur yet. Yeah, but it's it's such a big space. I mean, the construction market globally is a fourteen trillion dollar market. Yeah. So um, we only need a very small slice of it to achieve our big, hairy, audacious goal. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it's uh, it's a fascinating business model because there's just so much upside for you and great for the customers because. They only pay essentially if you if they win. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we do take some risk in that, but um, we've got a lot of experience and expertise that gives us confidence in um, taking a project on. So, so what about Yappy? What tell us about that? That's more of a like a B two C brand. Would that be right, or if I give us a bit of a an elevator yeah, so pitch Yappy on what Yappy does? Come. Yappy Group is um, is is the company, and I guess what Yappy really is about is 
profitably scaling e-com businesses. So we um, we use data and run campaigns and do all of the creative and everything for those. Um, but what we actually end up doing is identifying markets um, and opportunities to scale a business into that they didn't know existed and they've never been able to sell to. And more often than not, their competitors competitors didn't know existed either. Mm. So we then start scaling them into that. So, um, and look, we've had some very interesting challenges um, <laughs> over the years. Selling home delivery newspaper subscriptions um, was one of those uh, declining market category. Um, and look, it all comes down to our purpose, which is matter, um, matter to the people that matter. And once you can figure out um, what drives different types of people in different locations, then it's very much possible to uh, move the needle. Mm -hmm. um, and it's actually, it's really interesting. Like I, I absolutely love what we do. It's very, um, very exciting, you know, just to uncover little golden nuggets and then go and find more of them. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. It sounds like the next step on from SEO in some yeah, ways. Well, like see, it's an interesting point. Um, SEO is very much intent based. So people are searching for something. Um, whereas the, the place that we play in is, you know, there's plenty of amazing products out there that people aren't necessarily searching for. They need to be educated on those products mm. um, and they need to be taken through a process from awareness through to consideration and then right at the bottom, a sale. Um, so, yeah, the other thing with search is that it's very finite. There's only a finite amount of people searching at any one time and it can be super competitive because all of the same keywords are being bidded on by potentially thousands of different businesses. So mm. the cost can end up being prohibitive. Um, but I'm not saying that search is not a good thing. Search has a place and it's fantastic for certain categories. Um, we tend not to play as much in those categories. We can still add a lot of value, but um, we really like to find products that people might not be searching for. So, you know, we're working um, with Bunster's hot sauce at the moment. Um, I'm not sure if you've heard of them, but they they're the number. They've got a great. The they've got a great tagline, don't they? From I've, I think oh. I've I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> well, they've got um they've got a sauce called shit the bed. Yeah, that's the um, one. That's the one. I yeah, I've heard about this. Spicy. Yeah, I'll yeah. send I'll send you a bottle. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Good. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we've been um helping them. Um. Yeah. You know, running campaigns into the US, Hong Kong, different places. Um, and yeah, they've been the number one selling hot sauce um, or category um, product multiple times now. And um, they're, they're doing really well, but it's not a product that people would have searched for necessarily. Yeah. It's something that they need to discover. Yeah, and we I get it. are yeah. the custodians of making people discover that. So I've got, um, I'm on your website and you've got Thermomix as a, a sample client. Tell, yeah. tell us, tell us about that. I, I, we've got a, our family's got a Thermomix. They're absolutely fantastic. Is that yeah, another example of a, a product that people wouldn't necessarily know about, but once they do, they become raving fans? Yeah, look, they've got a cult following in Australia now. So um, I think almost everyone knows what a Thermomix is. Um, when we first started um, and were doing work with them, it was quite some time back, and they um, got pretty close to selling their 100,000th unit in Australia at that time. And 
their social audience was very small. I, I hate the vanity side of social. I'll just throw that out there. All I care about is return on investment. I mm. think likes and shares and stuff, unless you can attribute those to um, delivering business, I think they're a complete wasted space. Mm. Um, but so one of their um, issues that they had was that they didn't feel like their social media audience size reflected the fact that they had 100,000 um, units, units sold in Australia. Yeah. Um, but what we ended up doing was using our software at the time, um, which is, yeah, very much not non-existent now in the form that it that it was back then. But we um, created campaigns for them, and we got people to um, basically uh, enter to have the chance to win a Thermomix, um, and we collected a whole heap of data. We increased their page audience um, likes with relevant likes, not likes from Ducker, um, mm. you know, people that are <laughs> interested in the products. You don't, um, you, don't, you don't like those Bangladeshian likes? No, I just, it's just so <laughs> stupid. I, I crack up every time I see it. You see um, you see some of these large media organisations that spruik they've got these huge social audiences and then mm. you go and unpack them mm. and, um, and quite often, it's uh, very fascinating as to the actual size of the audience that matters. Yeah, <laughs> or they, they have, fake. you know, they've yeah, like you say, they've got a million followers, and then you look at the engagement; they've only got half a dozen people liking a post. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's um, it's funny. It's uh, there's no other way to put it. It's just funny and sad yeah. <laughs> all at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, what, one of the things that we did with that is because we care about return on investment and um, you know profits and stuff, we actually um, put put a, um, a component within that where we got people to opt in if they would like the chance to become a consultant for Thermomix um, for the chance to earn one, you know, by okay. selling it some Thermomixes. Um, and by doing that, at the time they had roughly a thousand consultants in Australia um, we doubled that from that one campaign oh that's awesome so they and therefore yeah. they they're gonna sell a hell of a lot more thermomixes correct yeah. yeah we haven't um, we haven't done much work with them for a while um, that was very much in our earlier yeah. kind of stage sounds but, like um, they're too busy too busy selling oh that's the thing sometimes we uh, do ourselves out of a job that's, that's the problem <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so, so what um, what platforms are you currently do you do you currently work with on social media? Yeah, predominantly we're focused on um, all of Facebook's platforms. So you've got um, Facebook, Instagram, Messenger. They've got this thing called Audience Network, which allows you to get on other platforms. Um, soon, WhatsApp will open up as well, um, and then LinkedIn. Um, we've messed around a little bit with Snapchat. We've um, looked into TikTok, a whole bunch of other things, but um, yeah, with the the partnerships that we've got and the um, ability to get very granular with who we're speaking to, um, yeah, that that family and suite of platforms work best mm. for us. And, and is it you mentioned software before? Is Yappy actually is it software, or is that yeah, is we, that the customers drive it, or you drive it for them using did, your um, software? Yeah, we did start off as a tech company um, purely, uh, and you can create great tools, and then people don't necessarily use them in a great way. Mm. So um, we're a bit of a hybrid at the moment um, of 
technology platform and, and actually doing the heavy lifting because, um, yeah, I mean, we've figured out exactly what, what kinds of creative formats work best for different categories. And there's a lot of, a lot of things that we add a lot of value to above and beyond just a, a SaaS product. Mm. Um, however, we are looking at, um, yeah, kind of rebuilding out a SaaS product as part of our plan. Um, yep. Everyone's yeah, talking, sure. the whole world wants to be SaaS now, don't they? Yeah. You've got to be a bit sassy, don't you, otherwise? <laughs> how, how are you going to win in business? You've got to have yeah. some SaaS. And, yeah. <laughs> and so your client base, is it is it predominantly WA or is it all over the spot? Or? It's all over the place. Um, a really interesting market that a lot of people, and everyone says to me, um, you know, particularly in the earlier days when I was heading over to Sydney and Melbourne a lot, everyone's, um, oh, you're from Perth. I'm like, yeah, it's the fastest. Um, we have the same time zone as the fastest growing economies on the planet. Mm. Um, we have like the perfect weather conditions. There's a lot of great things in Perth that uh, look at our isolation. I mean, COVID's a prime example of, yep. of, of Perth being. <laughs> Perth wins you know, again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it's been shit. You know, we've been shat on for so long. It's kind of like, fuck, it's nice to have a little win for Perth. Yeah. Um, yeah. But for me, um, that's one of the key things is I can fly over to Sydney or Melbourne. I can fly to Singapore. I can fly to Jakarta. I can fly to Malaysia. And it's all within the same proximity. Yeah. And um, that Southeast Asian market is growing rapidly. So mm. um, Indonesia is, um, is, a $52 billion e-commerce market right on our door. Yep. Yeah. In Asia, um, they're not going to be able to spend too much, but 10% of their population have a reasonable disposable income, and that's more than Australia's population. Yeah. So when you start to unpack those kind of things, it, it actually gets very exciting, and everyone's China crazy in Australia. Everyone's always talking about how they need to get their business into China. China's a tough place to do business. Yeah. And there's right on our doorstep um, some very fast-growing emerging markets in close proximity that 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 are not being capitalised on right now um, that have huge potential. Yep. Look, Cohen, it's been absolutely awesome speaking to you today and hearing about uh, KDM and Yappy. Uh, if people want to find out a little bit more about your story and, and connect with you, how's the best way to do that? Yeah, always happy to um, to answer emails. So uh, if you hit me up, K-O-H-E-N at Y-A-P-P-Y.com.au, I'll be more than happy to have a chat. Yep. Mate, that's uh, absolutely brilliant. Fascinating story. Thanks, mate. Appreciate it. You've been listening to a South Pacific EO production. I hope you've been enjoying listening to the podcast. If you are, it would be great if you could help us out by leaving us a review and sharing this with friends and colleagues.